then go back to So we're gonna start with Yes, you could use the mic, so I'm gonna give it to you. So we're, ba we're basically gonna go starting this end and then coming back. Right? Now what's gonna work is if you answer the question with an answer, you're automatically out. Okay? So last person standing, or when it comes to the last down to the last two, last person standing, okay? You cannot repeat questions.
great yeah. art that they telling me. That boy that's right there, he came hard. Movement for the people. You won't for? tell me what I can't start. No compromise, it's all good. I know that they don't like us. What? Hating, but I bet you they gon' see me when I light up. Yo. See me when I light up. Yeah, I wanna appreciate <laughs> All right, give it up for our contestants, everybody. All right, that was good. That was good. That was a game that we're all familiar with. So, all right, um, all right, we're gonna transition now, and uh, Christina is gonna come back up, and she's got some announcements for us. So, everybody, put your hands together for Christina. Awesome. I had no idea we were playing that game, but I will say I do have a lot of experience playing that game. I'm glad you're all here today. This is your first time. We welcome to Elevate and Search for Special Place International every Friday here at 7 o'clock. Please come early. 6 o'clock, we have prayer. Come hang out after that. Fellowship, play video games, spoons, games. We'd love to hang out and get to know you better. Also, every Sunday, we have church here. How many of you guys come on Sunday? I know a lot of you do. And this Sunday is going to be great. We're going to have some awesome times. So invite your friends, invite your family. All ages are welcome. We have even a children's church in the back. So if you can have little brothers and sisters, there's something for everybody here in Metro Praise. So, you're all invited, okay? So, we are all about loving God. Take everyone's attention, We're all about loving God and loving people. That is our vision. And we do that through our discipleship strategy. We want to connect you to the cross, tell you Jesus, we want to mentor you in the Lord, tell you about God, who he is, the Bible, all about that. And if you have any questions about being mentored, please come to one of the adult leaders. Can I get all my adult leaders to raise their hand? Or even student leaders, raise your hand. All you guys. So if you have any questions, go to one of them and ask them more, you know, I want to be mentored or how can I get plugged into discipleship? Then we want to do that so we can send you out so you can you can do the same thing and share what God did in your life and other people's lives. And you can even do that now. So I want to encourage you guys to do that. And we have a goal here at Metro Praise to raise up 100,000 disciples here in this city with 50 churches all around the world. So this is our first church. Soon we'll be launching a second church. And then God only knows how fast after that things are just going to multiply and multiply because it's just this awesome thing. God wants... God gave us a big vision, and he's doing it here. He chose us to, to fulfill that vision. So something special that we like to do is life groups. Drum roll, please. I'm waiting for the slide. Oh, there it is. Cool. All right, so Friendsgiving. I try to tag all of you guys on Facebook, let you know all about it. But that is happening tomorrow at Pastor Adam's house, 5144 West Wrightwood. It is super, 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 super close. You could walk there from here, okay? So all the leaders are bringing out the food. Where guys are hooking it up. If you want to bring a dish, please do. You know that little something, something you like to show off. Uh, why is it every time it? I step up on like, a train? Hey, Ma, I see a pretty us? dame, yeah, and I wonder what her name is. Before you know, I even get there, we'll the question on my brain is Do you love the Lord? Do you live to make him famous? And the car stop. She step off, it's time to refocus. Question in my heart, examining my motives, why I'm captivated by the brown skin, mocha divas, and I hope in my mind she's a believer. Okay, she got all that beauty. Yes, obvious, I can't let it take precedence over godliness. Now I'm getting restless. I'm recognizing when I'm Choosing to take pleasure in all these false choices. Hey, fools go. Instead of looking for them sundresses, I should just be looking for the sun. All right. So an offer you know, that is telling me don't ever let the fans know. I am not a superhuman, no. I'm a man, so the grace that I talk about and all of my rest.
records. I need it for myself. That's really, I'm just a mess. Finding rest on the pressures of perfection. As I stand up on this platform, they expect it. Me to be a man without flaws. That's false. I am just another rapper that's called the point shot to the cross. That's exactly where I'm headed. I'm just another beggar pointing out of where the bread is, man. I'm not a superhuman. I am just a man. No, I'm not a superhuman. I am just a man. I'm not a superhuman. Get a date with a dime. I'm selling my representative. The version of Andy that's cropped and edited. I'm killing this first impression and I'm hiding the evidence. Yeah, photoshopping the blemishes. These lies of perfection are the cry of the desperate. Men who want to accept this holding their breath. Dying a thousand deaths, but getting this beauty inside the mess. But have a heart that's willing to give unto you, God, what is yours. And that they wouldn't just trust you with their money, God. They would trust you with their lives, God. Their futures, their everything. I just ask for a special outpouring on these specific youth, God. That you would just bring revelation into their minds and hearts about who you are. So, Holy Spirit, I ask that you move in power tonight. That you would have your way. We are hungry and thirsty for more of you, God. So, show up tonight in a mighty, mighty way, Lord. We ask that you have your way in this place. Anoint the worship and the word. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So why don't you guys come up as you give. All right, guys, we're going to get ready for worship. So you guys, why don't you all come up to the front. Get ready for a great time of worship. Just one. That's one, two, one, two, one, two. Y'all hear me out there? We'll give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Come on. Y'all know the drill already. Some of y'all are too close to each other. You can't even dance too close like that. 
All right, if you're too close, if you're planning on juking, that's not what we're doing tonight. Some of the guys are too close to each other. <laughs> hey, 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 some space, come on. Sing from the highest stone to the earth below. You lay down your life for the likes of us. Great is the love of a savior. From a wounded heart to a life made whole, every human heart will declare as one. Great is the love of a savior. Lord of endless life, let your glory shine forever and all the earth, it's all the earth, we'll sing your praise. Go give us some praise. From the mountain heights to the valleys low, all creative things given life to show. Jesus, we live for your glory. From the rising sun to the still of night, every waking moment for your delight. We'll sing it. Jesus, we live for your glory. Lord of endless light. Let your glory shine forever And all the earth, it's all the earth We'll sing your praise Gonna sing hope And hope of every heart Let your name be lifted higher It's all our hearts, it's all our hearts We'll sing your praise Gonna sing God be exalted we sing, God be exalted, God be exalted in everything. This we live for your glory, live for your glory. We sing, God be exalted, God be exalted in everything. Yes, we live for your glory, live for your glory. Lord of endless life, let your glory shine forever. Yes, all the earth, yes, all the earth, we'll sing your praise. We'll sing hope, hope of every heart. Let your name be lifted higher. It's all our hearts, it's all our hearts. We sing your praise, go sing Gabby. We sing Gabby exalted, Gabby exalted in everything. Yes, we live for your glory, live for your glory. Go singing in Gabby. We sing Gabby exalted, Gabby exalted in everything. Yes, we live for your glory, live 
sing Gabi. And Gabi exalted. It's sweet. Come on, lift your hands. Oh, we sing Gabi. Sing Gabi exalted. Come on, do you mean it tonight as we sing that again? Come on, as the band keeps on playing. Do you mean it tonight? Come on, God be exalted. God be exalted. Oh, yes, we live for your glory. Oh, yes, come on, sing God be. And God be exalted. Lord, and everything is willing, we live for your glory, live for your glory, oh Lord, and Lord of endless life, let your glory shine forever, it's all the earth, it's all the earth, we'll sing your praise, go sing hope, and hope of let your name be lifted higher And all our hearts, it's all our hearts Sing your praise Come on, I give a praise tonight about you, but I want God to do something special in this time. Amen. Hello? Anybody with me on that? Amen. I like it close. In, in order for God to do something special in our hearts, come on, we have to desire it. If I don't desire anything special in my life, God's going to do exactly what I desire. I'm not desiring anything, God. I'm not going to do anything. Well, sometimes he doesn't work like that. He's a good God where he does great things in our life, even when we're not expecting it, even when we're not thinking about it. He's such a good God like that. But I also believe that when there are people in church, right? this is church, and when there are people in the house of God desiring and expecting great things of God, I mean, God is pleased by that, you know? And that's your faith. That's your faith acting out. Does anybody have faith in this place? Who we have faith in. Sometimes I think we have more faith in the chairs that we sit in, like they're going to hold us up, than faith in our God. Hello? Right now you have opportunities to grow in your faith. Right now. And it's a little bit easier because you're around people, you know, that you may know. You're around the same people or maybe people that are in the same purpose and mindset to worship God so I just encourage you just to go a little bit deeper with God okay to to open your heart and worship him like you've never worshiped him before okay can you think of a place can you remember a time where you worship God and nothing held you back sometimes we think like man hardship needs to come like someone in my family needs to get really sick in order for me to really start praying 
Someone in my family needs to, this needs to happen in order for me to really start praying and then I really want to seek God. You don't have to wait for those moments, guys. He's such a good God that he's here right now. Come on, all eyes closed in this place. All eyes closed. He's a God who's relentless. He's a God who, who doesn't give up, amen? So as we sing the next couple of songs, man, don't focus on us here on the stage. As a matter of fact, what we're going to do to help you, if I can have my sound tech just right, lower the lights up here for me, please, so that way you guys are not just staring at us, but you guys can just feel free to worship God. Come on, keep your eyes closed right now. God, we worship you, and God, we exalt you. God, we seek your face, God. God, we expect great things in this house tonight. God, in our lives, come on, just I want you guys to begin to open up your mouth and just begin to ask the Lord, God, I, God, I believe, God, for healing in my body, in Jesus' name. Lord, I believe for salvation here tonight, in Jesus' name. God, I believe that, Lord, I'm going to experience your love in such a way, Lord, it's going to fill my empty heart in Jesus' name. Come on, whatever it is, begin to offer it up to the Lord. Come on, begin to say it from your heart. Yes, oh Lord, here tonight, God, we believe it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, God. We hold on by faith to what you're telling us, what you promised us in your word, Jesus Christ. You are a good God. Amen. sounds a new beginning as distant hearts begin believing redemption's bid is unrelenting yeah your love goes on come sing your love goes on come see carry us you carry us, carry us when the world gives way. You cover us, you cover us with your reckless grace. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. Love is relentless. The time is up for chasing shadows. You gave the world a light to follow. We'll sing a hope. A hope that shines beyond tomorrow. Yeah, your love goes on. Yes, Lord. Yeah, your love goes on. Oh, go sing. You carry. You carry us. You carry us. When the world gives way, you cover us. You cover us with your endless grace. Your love is relentless. Your love is relentless. 
Your love is relentless. Your love, go sing it again. Your love is relentless. Lord. Your love is relentless. Your love is
to long desire this love, this love that you think ain't fair, this love that you think ain't real. Nobody on this earth can give it to me. Yeah, their loves are great and everything, but God can fill God can mend your heart. It says in the Bible, He heals the brokenhearted and mends their wounds. He holds us, He hugs us, and all we gotta do is open the door and let Him in. It's real. I've been there. Let Him in. He longs to love you. Just let Him in. This altar is open for some of you guys who need to come to your knees. Come on. You need to stop running away from God and just come and just acknowledge that, man, you know what? He's been so good to you. Come on, it's time to stop saying, God, I can't serve you because of this, because of this. It's time to lay those excuses down. It's time to put those things down and say, God, I, I still serve you. Got to repent of my pride, God. I repent of my fear, oh Lord. I repent of my sin. Come on. Oh, uh-huh. 
I just feel a leading of the Lord here tonight. Um, God is saying he's a jealous God. He's jealous for your love. He's jealous for you. He is a jealous God. He's jealous for you. And this is what we're going to do tonight. And this is a very spiritual moment when God says, I'm jealous for you. And well, how do you respond? He created us. He put his breath into us. And God's saying, I'm jealous for you. And then what do you do? Like, oh, that's good news. You ever been told by someone who loves you so much that at a moment where you can't expect it, man, I love you so much. Ever have one of those moments? Walking into the house the other day, dad grabs me. He's like, son, I just love you. I love you so much. I want you to know that. Man, I, I tell you what, I just stopped. I'm like, thanks. But then it hit me. Man, he loves me so much. He loves me. He took time to talk. And I tell you what, we have a father in heaven who will stop a worship practice and say, listen, I'm jealous for you. Sometimes you don't know how to respond. You just say, thank you, God. And the reason why God is telling us he's a jealous God and he's jealous for me is because you need to let go of some of the things because maybe there's some things in your life that you're putting before God and God's saying, no, I want you. You don't get it. That relationship's never going to satisfy you. I want you. You don't get it. That job's never going to satisfy you. I want you. You don't get it. Having the perfect family is never going to satisfy you. I want you. So here tonight, what I feel the Lord leading us to do is, is creating this place, this altar up here. This up front, we're going to turn it into an altar. A place where things burn, a place where things die. But we give to God and say, God, this was the thing that was taking your spot in my life. Here, let it burn. And let that thing burn away in your life. I tell you, if you ever want to let go of something, you make sure it's no longer an object in your life, burn it. Man, I spend too much time on the TV. I promise you, I, I feel like that takes more precedent over God. Get rid of it. God will go as far as to say, hey, listen, that thing in your life, it needs to go. So right here, because it's a spiritual moment. And we're acknowledging God. When God's saying, I'm jealous for you, he wants a response. He's looking for people who are going to respond. We're going to make an altar of this place right here. And if there are things in your life, as the band, as we get ready to sing this song in closing. If there are things in your life that you're putting before God. If you're putting the hope of a relationship. If you're putting maybe your sin before God. You keep on hiding and you keep on hiding. I mean, you can put you can put sin before God. You know that? Denying it, denying it, denying it, hiding it, hiding it, hiding it, running away, running away, running away. You're putting it before God. God says, I'm jealous for you. Come on, with all eyes closed in this place. God, help us understand that you're a jealous God. You're jealous for our time. You're jealous for our tech. You're jealous for our love. You're jealous for us, God. And you gave it all for us. You gave it all. Right now, we come before you, God. As broken, empty vessels. Come on, if you need to repent of your sin, come on, do so. This is what I want you to do. If there's some things in your life that you're struggling with, you're putting before God. 
doesn't matter if it's a person, doesn't matter if it's family, and you're putting it before God, and God is saying, man, it's taking too much of your time. Come on, you need to put it up up here at this altar, and saying, God, I give you my best. God, I give you this. God, I give you that. Come on. Jesus. God, I pray for those people here tonight, God, that God, we can all grow in our love and our hunger for you here tonight. God, start with us. God, start with me. Come on. We're going to leave this altar open. If you need to come up here, just come on up here and meet us at this altar. Come to your knees as you begin to pray. As you begin to pray. Come on. There's no fancy thing we can do. There's no fancy show we can say. It, it comes from your heart. It comes from your words. Come on. He's a jealous God. He says, I'm jealous for you. What are you going to do here tonight? What are you going to do knowing that God is jealous for you? There is a God in heaven, come on, who has everything. He lacks nothing, but he says, I'm jealous for you. Come on, what are you going to do tonight? So, so. some of my two one leaders to come up behind some of these people that came up here to the front just begin to begin to pray and agree with them right now come on two one leaders begin to find someone up here at the front to pray with I love you. 
come on, come on, come on. There's no rush when God is with him. Come on, just let him continue to just press that on your heart. He's jealous for you. He's jealous for you. Come on, he's jealous for you. Come on, think about it. A God who needs nothing, absolutely nothing, he says he's jealous for you. Come on, let's respond here tonight. Respond to have it all, you can have it all, you can have it all, so have it next to you, please. Come on. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. I'm going to have Steph close out this time of, of worship and prayer.
Amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, you can make your way back to your seat. Give somebody a high five. Give somebody a hug. We're family, amen. That's what family does. Hallelujah. I can have everybody in that third row come uh, there's some space here if we can fill out the second row I'm, I'm very um, particular because I like seeing faces I like seeing people's reactions and uh, I'll be very honest I slept with my contacts in the night before and how many of you guys know when you wake up in the, how many of y'all have contacts no, no so I'm going to share a story many of you are not going to relate to when you wake up in the morning you left your contacts on it hurts okay it's like someone put glue in your eyes it's it's not fun, and, you know, it's, I want to see your guys' reaction when I preach, I'm preaching good. I want to see you guys smiling if I'm preaching bad. Like, ooh, he's scaring me right now. Either way, I love seeing your faces. Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, you know, it's, it's, God has a way of speaking to us, amen, but we need to listen, okay? Um, you know, uh, some of us, it takes for us to be threatened in order for us to listen, you ever got the, you don't clean your room, I'm going to whoop you speech. If you haven't, um, you didn't grow up in Chicago. <laughs> you did not grow up in Chicago. Okay, sometimes we, we felt like we need to be threatened, okay? You ever get one of these? You know, like the belt? If you're ever in a grocery store, your parents can't whoop you in front of people in public, okay? You got the, the vasavero, you got the wait till we get home or wait till your father hears about this, okay? But I'm going to tell you this. When God speaks, there's a humming going on down there. Maybe it's... It's the monitoring. Let's see if we can... Some of my leaders help me out and locate that buzzy. Maybe it's the bass. If it's the bass. Okay. If God is speaking to you, do what he says. Okay. If God is not speaking to you, means you got to read your Bible. <laughs> Hello. You catch that? If God is speaking to you, you do what he says. If God is not speaking to you, read your Bible. E easy. Like, well, God's not speaking to me. <laughs> You're not reading your Bible. You're not talking to God. Okay? Because God is speaking to us as a people. Okay? And, and, and for me as a pastor, um, you know, in these times of worship, I, I really love it. And sometimes I'm very hesitant because, you know, we have a schedule. Um, I can't keep you guys here till 12 o'clock because I'll get phone calls from your parents. Like, where's my kid? Let them go. They're locked up. I want them out. So I can't do that. You know, if it was up to me, we'd have a, I'm not going to say we're going to have a lock-in every night because I can't do that. But, you know, we, we stay a little longer. But how many guys know when, when God is speaking to you, you do what he says. Y'all catch me? If God is not speaking to you. Read your word. And, and for me as a pastor here in this moment, in these times of prayer, like I, sometimes you, you hear God speaking, and 
God is saying different things, and it's so easy for me to be like, no, we got to keep on track and on schedule. And sometimes you, you can get hesitant to speak what God is telling you to do. But always do what God is telling you to do. doesn't matter if he's telling the person next to you to do something different. Do what God is telling you to do. Okay? And whenever God is telling you to do something, go to someone, a leader, someone you trust, a pastor, um, and say, hey, this is what God is telling me. And does it line up with God's word? I think God wants me to go and have six wives. That's not God. Okay? I think the Lord wants me to date everyone that's not Christian so they can become a Christian and maybe mess up a little bit on the way. But they'll know there's a God because I love them. And I'm that's not what God is saying. So uh, just, just so we're on the same page. When God speaks, you, you listen. And if God is not speaking to you, read your word. Simple. Okay? I want to talk to you about the best kind of hunger. Okay? You know, Thanksgiving is coming around. And tomorrow, somebody say tomorrow. We have our friends giving. Now, y'all, listen to me. I, I was shopping this week. And I'm telling you, like, when you... When, when I'm, I'm a visual person. How many of you guys are visual people? Okay? Like you can just say bananas and you just got a picture of bananas. Like, oh, bananas. You know what I mean? You just like take that a little further and like you're peeling the banana. You're undressing it and now you're eating the banana. Like some of you are lost in banana land right now ever since I said banana. But here's the thing. We were shopping. Me and Christina, we were going out and getting, you know, everything. And I'm just like, I'm get, I was getting so excited. My, I was getting hungry. You know, I needed to leave the place because I wanted to eat. And, and I'm telling you, I'm talking about the best kind of hunger today. But I really want you guys to come on out tomorrow and enjoy some good fellowship. I live literally maybe four blocks away from here. And I would love for you guys to come and join us, okay? It's free food. You don't have to pay, okay? Free fellowship, all right? We're not going to fake it. We're really we're excited for you guys to come tomorrow. And um, if you're with me, open up your Bibles. Uh, to John chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 31. John chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 31. And we're talking about the best kind of hunger. Okay? So I, I want to read this because I want to open up your eyes to something in the Bible that, you know, sometimes we kind of overlook. We just read it just to read it because it's in the Bible, and sometimes we're just like, I just missed that. For me, how many guys know that? You know, when you invite friends over the house, there's certain things that kind of you'd like to do. Maybe not everybody, but, you know, you want to have the house somewhat clean. You know what I mean? Like, I need to clean up my house. My friend's coming over, and I don't want to make it look like I'm a slob. And, and so you want to get the house ready. And whenever someone comes over, you always want to have something to do. And the best way to break the ice if someone, if friends are coming over, what do you do? Food. People let their guard down with food. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Like if, if you if you invite somebody over and it's like the first time in your house and you're just looking around, looking at the awkward pictures, baby pictures, grandma's pictures, aunts and uncles, and they're like, I didn't know you had brothers. No, that's my cousins, that's, that's you know, family. And it just gets really awkward and it's just like, okay, so what do you want to do? And then you just bring out maybe like some chips. Okay, I'm not talking about the Aldi chips, although those are good. I'm talking about like the like $5 bag chips, the one that you buy. Like, I can't believe I just spent $5 for this bag, right? The Doritos. I mean, these things are going to be on sale all the time. But, you know, when you bust them things out, just like, for, for me, yeah, 
And then they get, start getting comfortable. You know what I mean? That's how it happens. And Jesus, Jesus liked When we read the Bible, Jesus, he broke bread, y'all. All right? Jesus knew how to fellowship. He even took how many loaves of fish? How many, how many uh, loaves of fish? How many loaves of bread? How many fish? And multiplied it. Jesus knows how to party. We ain't talking about your Tostino rolls and, you know, only having two packs and not everybody gets to have one or maybe you just eat one. Jesus knew how to fellowship. Let's read this. John chapter 4, verse 31. It says this. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his will. Everybody close your eyes. Let's just pray. Father, we pray, God, that that would be our heart today. That, God, that our will will be to do the word of the one who sent us and accomplish that work. We pray, God, that you would enable us, empower us by your Holy Spirit here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus enjoyed meals. How many of you guys like eating? And we ain't talking about like, I'm not fat. No, you just like eating. Like you like food. You like trying different things, okay? You know, for me, I'm a very, very particular eater. I'm the kind of guy that I'm very picky. If it has this in it, I don't want to eat it, okay? And, and you know what? Growing up, my, my parents always told me like, eat this, it's good for you. If it had too much color, I wasn't eating it, okay? You know what I mean? If it was green, I'm not, I'm, I'm very hesitant. You know, and the crazy thing was I loved, I grew up loving broccoli. You know, I always thought there were little trees. I used to play with my broccoli every single time. I'm like, man, there's little people somewhere in the world, and this, this is a tree, and I'm eating their tree. Y'all know y'all did it. I'm not the only one that does that, okay? But just let you know, like, I started off like, you know, like, I don't like eating that stuff. Now, I'm a little bit more adventurous when it comes to food. You know, you're watching cooking shows, right? You're like, man, okay, that, that looks good. Like, the way they talk about food, that's killer. You know, and sometimes you watch, change and flip in the channel, and then there's a cooking show, and it's just like, and then you just want the thing that they're eating. And it's just like, Jesus enjoyed Come on, if, if you read throughout the Gospels, he made many significant statements and worked many miracles in the context of breaking bread, sharing a table. Okay. Jesus, around food, he wasn't shy. Hello, y'all. Y'all some of you are like, you want me to eat some more? What's the altar call going to be like? He's going to like order us pizza and we're all going to have to eat and pray like, thank you, Lord. No, no. This is what it is. Whether feeding the 5,000 or the Last Supper, we can see Jesus likes sitting down to a satisfying meal of food. You know, tomorrow we're going to sit down and we have leaders that are taking time out of their day to prepare a meal for us. You know, and it's and it's early Thanksgiving. It's an early Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving comes around once a year, y'all. Okay? Um, some of y'all eat like a Thanksgiving every single week, but let me tell you this. Some of y'all feasting like that at your house, so I need to be invited over. But this is what I want to say. We are going to fellowship like nobody's business. Literally, you will 
leave there with your stomach full, your fellowship on high. Some of you guys may even break and have tears just because of how much fun you're having. It's like, I can't believe I'm having this much fun. And you're rolling down. You're not even knowing that you're crying. But we're going to be like Jesus tomorrow. We're going to enjoy each other's company. Right? I'm getting y'all some of you hungry, right? You may look, man, you know, when you start talking about food, you're like, man, I need to eat that right now. You know what I mean? Turkey, juicy turkey with some gravy rolling down the side. So every bite that you take is filled, is juicy, it's not dry. Hello, somebody. Anybody ready for some fellowship and some food? Say amen. I'm telling you. I could talk about food and make it seem like it's the best thing in the world, but I'm not going to do that. But I'm telling you, it builds up a hunger when you talk about it. Like, I got to have it. Like, I need it right now. Some of y'all talking about it, you're like, right here, Adam. Just put it in right here. Come on, come on. Let's, I'm ready right now. Let's, let's have it right now. And you guys know that when you guys see things like the, the cooking shows and you hear people talk about food and they know what they're talking about, not just we're going to have some turkey. But we're going to have an American turkey. I'm not sure what's the difference between American and an American turkey. That was just hunted this past week. Prepared for us. Stuff seasoned right. So that when it goes into the oven, the season begins to cook, cooks into the meat, okay, cooks into the turkey, and then when you pull it out, okay, there's already a kind of a, a gravy that's simmering at the bottom, so the gravy and the juice begin to flow through the turkey. Some of y'all be like, well, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. I hope I haven't scarred you guys, and all you guys are thinking of food, but, man, this is just up Think about it like this. How many of us, not in, in retrospect, how many of us hunger for, for God? The Bible says this. You know, Jesus, he was ministering, John chapter 4, if you read the beginning of it, Jesus was ministering to a woman. As a matter of fact, she was a Samaritan woman. And back then, the culture, that wasn't cool. He was culturally breaking, the, he was breaking culture laws. As a matter of fact, he was a guy and she was a woman. And you don't do that. They had a different set of rules and a different way of doing things back then. And Jesus was breaking those rules. And Jesus was actually doing the work of God. And while Jesus was ministering, his disciples, hey, they roll up into town. I'm going to get a quick bite. You know what I mean? And so they're going, and hey, let, let, let's go hit up this place. And they're over there eating. And, and Jesus is ministering. And the disciples, after they had their share, they're like, man, where's... Where's Jesus said, like, hey, yo, pick up Jesus at number two, all right? He likes fries, but give him a Diet Coke because, you know, Jesus, he got to stay fit. You know, I mean, so they're bringing it over to Jesus, and this is what it gets. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. Here's that couple quarter pounder. Jesus, eat it. And he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him food? Has anyone brought him something to eat? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. You know? You know, eating wasn't the only motivation in Jesus' life. It wasn't the only motivating factor for him in, in life. And, 
And even sometimes in the Bible, you see Jesus going on extensive periods uh, of time without eating. For example, in Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus fasted, where he said to himself, I'm going to push the meal away, and I'm going to make time and focus on God. Man, think about that. You're denying yourself something. You're saying, I'm going straight for God. I'm making a beeline, and God, this is my, my objective. This is what I want to do. I mean, you see him doing that, and, and throughout the Gospels, he, he says things like, he said, not my will, but, but your will be done. And, and you see things like Jesus focusing on God, making God the motivation of why he's here, you know? Apparently, the disciples, you know, brought back something for him and, and were encouraging Jesus to eat. You know, but he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. And his answer caught them by surprise. You read that. So, so the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? I mean, they could not conceive that he had, you know, not gratified his, his, his desire for food, for eating. They thought, man, you know, we're hungry. We had to eat. Why isn't he eating? You know, and when he told them he was eating a different kind of food, they must have wondered, did Jesus just do a miracle right now where he just quickly fed himself? You know what I mean? I mean, he's God. Hey, he could probably do that and be like, a quick McChicken right here. Finish it right quick. They're not gone. Like, I'm not hungry, y'all. Uh, you think about it. Like, did he do a miracle? Did he find some food? Did get someone give him something to eat? Or has he been holding out on the disciples? Maybe he had food the entire time. You know, he's snacking on peanuts. He's the healthy kind of guy. Like, I ain't going to eat all that stuff. I'm eating peanuts. I'm good. You know what I mean? And knowing their thoughts. See, God, he knows our thoughts. There's no hiding from God. Okay? Ever seen X-Men? Right? Magneto? Whenever he puts on that little helmet, you know, the other guy, the guy in the wheelchair, uh, Professor X, can't read his mind, can't control him. There is no kind of helmet, there's no kind of anything you can wear that will kind of stop God from reading your thoughts, from him knowing what's in your mind. Nothing you can do. You can't even hide yourself. Like, God, don't, don't read my mind. You can't do it. It's, it's futile. It makes no sense. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, he told them, he said, listen, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and accomplish his work. His priorities put obeying his father far above satisfying mere physical hunger. Jesus hungered most for his father's pleasure. Jesus said, man, I I'm hungry for this, not this. And how many of us, how many of us say that, can say that? Man, I, I get excited. I'm hungry to do the work of God. I'm excited to see what God's going to do in my life, do in the lives of the people around me, do in my church, do in my school. I'm excited for that. I want to see that. I want to be a part of it. I want to do it. How many of us are like that? Or do our thoughts and do our minds simply come across about us? Our four and no more, just the things that we want. And the things that are right in front of us, we're most concerned about those things we can see, you know, whether it's paying bills, getting homework done, or whether it's walking the dog, or whether it's doing this, going and working out, or maybe it's doing this, or maybe it's doing this, or talking to my boyfriend, talking to my girlfriend, making time for relationships. 
How many of us ever say, man, my hunger, my, my pleasure is to do the work of God? You know, if we do a quick self-examination, most of the time it's all about us. And we're very more inward focused. And therein lies the problem. If we are the focus of our life, we will constantly and always be miserable. If I am the reason for why I'm doing everything in this life, I am missing the mark and my life has no real full purpose because I myself don't have all the answers of life in my head, in my brain. I don't have it and neither do you. You see, Jesus, he had a task to finish and skipping a few meals wasn't going to be a problem. You know, some things are more important than food. You know, by far the most satisfying times are when we sense we have done as the Lord wanted us to do and served as he wanted us to serve. Those moments remind us that any attempt to satisfy self apart from the will of God is inevitably not only frustrating and an empty pursuit, but also creates a very discouraging result. You see, some of the most satisfying times of my life is when I was doing the work of God. I tell you, it doesn't compare. It, it doesn't compare. You see, God is not interested in our being casual, you know, our, our, our kind of like, I'll come to church maybe on Friday if, you know, Thor doesn't come out and someone wants to take me for free. I guess I'll go to church. He does, he's not interested in our occasional appetite. We're like, ah, uh, I'll go. You know, I'll read my Bible. I, I really got nothing else to do today. I guess, I guess I'll pray. Oh, well. I'll, thank you, Lord, for this day. Bless me with money to get a new PS4. In Jesus' name I pray. And some of y'all. He's not, he's not interested in all that. If we know him well at all, God provokes a hunger in us for him. And that should be apparent in our lives. If you know the God that I know, if you know Jesus as, as the Bible talks about him, he provokes you to be hungry for him. He does. You know what that word provoke means? Ever, how many of you guys have younger siblings? This will be a good one. <laughs> okay. Let me. I have a younger sister, and I love her to death. Okay. And God has blessed her with a certain skill um, growing up, uh, maybe sometimes, a certain skill growing up to frustrate me like nobody else. Like God had blessed her with that knowledge. Like this will get your brother really frustrated if you do this. It's like God had given her a remote control and she was just pressing buttons, just changing channels. Like, oh, and I remember we had some epic battles, me and my sister going back and forth. And, you know, some of the things that growing up that I said to her, you know, like when I got saved, man, God had convicted me in how I treated my sister growing up. For real. Like, I, I used to call her names. I used to, you know, listen to me. I used to make fun of her weight. I used to say things like, you're fat. 
you're ugly, shut up, no one cares, no one loves you. I used to say things like that to her. And words, they, they tend to go deeper than what we intend to. Sometimes how, you know, ignorant. And I used to say all those things to her. And I promise you, I remember how hurt she was. And it's cute because we go through, we have like storage and things like that. And, and she, she used to write notes and thing. And my mom found one. And she, she, my sister wrote a note how she was really upset with me, how she was really hurt when I had said something. And, mom, and how she said, my mom needs to spank me later for this. But she wrote a note. And, and you know, reading that now is just kind of, Brought me to him like, oh, like I can't believe I did that to my sister. I, I heard her. And when I got saved, I tell you what, there was a conviction from the Holy Ghost in my life that I needed to go to my sister and make it right. And I remember just going up to her and hugging her. And just like even coming to a point of tears, I'm just like, man, I, the, all that entire, I was so ignorant. I was so stupid. I was saying all these different, I'm so, I'm so sorry. You know, and I remember looking her into her eyes, and I'm like, man, Amanda, I love you. I just want you to know that. She's like, okay, like, all right, like, what did you do? And I'm like, no, no, listen, listen to me. I love you. Can I just, can I just love you? I'm your brother. She's like, okay, and she hugged me, and then she started tearing up. And, and I remember how God, he, he likes restoring, restoring things that were broken. And I tell you what, man, God did something in my heart that day. Now, I don't even want to think like, you know, I love my sister in such a way where calling her names and doing that it wouldn't even cross my mind. Well, back in, even before to the point where I rededicated my life, it was casual for me to even say those things. Like, I don't care. I'm going to say it. If it hurts you, good. Maybe you'll leave me. But now there's such a, a conviction of the Lord where God is like, here, in, in this area of your life, I want you to be like this, Adam. Yes, Lord. There was a hunger for God and the beauty of who God is reflected in the character of what he was trying to do in my life. And as a result, my relationship with my sister was restored. The things that I said to her and harmed her and hurt her, God was also using me to speak to her like, listen, I'm sorry. Why would my brother come and do that to me? Like, man, something must be going on in his life. But at the same time, she felt loved. And that was the overflow of what God was doing in my life. If you know the Jesus in the Bible, he provokes you to a hunger to, for him. In the same way, if you're watching the channel, now they got like the master chef for junior and kids. And man, them little 12-year-olds can cook. You know, I was getting a haircut. I got my haircut at my friend's house, and he had the TV on. And here's his son who's like 10 years old. And he's like, you want to watch this show? And I'm like, what show? And he's like, Master Chef. Like, oh, I watched it. I know who won. It's like, no, 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 for, for the kids. I'm like, for the kids? How old are they? 11, 12. I'm like, for real? Put that thing on. Some of these kids, I'm telling you, will put us to shame. I mean, they put us to shame for real. I mean, you're talking about, like, steak done right. I was so impressed in the presentation. I mean, they're cutting it up, you know, with the little knives, and they're talking about it all fancy, and I'm like, that looks good. I said, man, if, if that young boy opened up a shop, I'll go eat there every single day. And just the way you saw the food and they talked about it and the way they prepared it, it built up a hunger for the food. How many of us ever get hungry for God's work? Some of us never know if you ever 
given something you don't like, you know, you kind of lose your appetite. No, I'm good. I won't eat. That's fine. No, like, if I'm, I'm telling you, like, if you had, like, if you wake up, you know, you eat breakfast, and then, you know, you eat your lunch, and you're, you're pretty good, and then the craving comes in, like, you need to eat chicken wings. <laughs> you know, chicken wings, pizza, I mean, wh whatever your, your thing is, like, it just, you need to have it. If you didn't have it, you'll be disappointed. You might not even eat. That's how bad it was. I'm telling you, I, I think I'm the only person, but, I mean, I'm driving sometimes. I'm like, I need to eat chicken wings right now. That's the thing I'm eating. And I'm driving, and I would go from, like, one end of the city to the other just to eat chicken wings. And I needed to have it. I got to have it. <laughs> and I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, like, nothing worse is going to stop me from getting it. I had a car. Okay? I had money. Doesn't matter if it's 530 and there's traffic. I'm going from downtown Chicago all the way to Skokie because you better believe I'm going to B-Dubs and I'm going to have a good time eating the 50 cent wings because it's Tuesday. Hello, somebody. You know what I mean? You'll do anything if, if you wanted it. You're, nothing's stopping you. How many times is that the result when it's God's work? Man, you know what? One thing comes up in your way, and like, I guess I can't, I guess I can't pray today. I, my show's coming on, The Voice, and I got to get ready to text because my guy's about to sing. And if I don't text, they're not going to win. And God knows he wants me to do this. You ever get hungry for the work of God? Bible said, Jesus said, what did he say? He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and accomplish his work. I love that. Jesus hungered most for his father's pleasure. He said, man, this is the greatest thing I can do. I, I, I desire this right now. Man, food, no, no, I desire this. And he ministered to that woman at the well who went on and went and told the whole entire town of who Jesus was, of this prophet that she had just met. And the disciples come over here, you know, they have their whatever they're bringing, like, here, Jesus, eat up. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. I'm, I'm fine. It's like, what? Like, who gave him something to eat? Like, is he good? Like, did he eat before? Like, what, what's going on? He's like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. You're not getting it. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, how many of us desire that? And, and here's the thing. Let, let's, not, let's not beat ourselves up about it, but let's, let's have a good Holy Ghost conviction of it. We're not going to move into the church and everybody's going to live here and, you know, you're going to dress with white robes and ladies got to cover their face. We're not doing all that. I thank God we serve a God who doesn't require us. He doesn't put like these standards like you have to dress like this every single time. You have to do this. You have to like He doesn't do that. He just wants our, our heart. But how many of us say, man, I hunger for God? If you look at it right now, and, and scary enough, the church, the American church as a whole is, is coming away from that hunger. 
you know, a lot of pastors, a lot of people who do research are putting the numbers together and they're actually going and giving out surveys of people and asking them true hard questions. Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? And you're finding out the result of some of these surveys that they're doing are people who go to church for X amount of years, but that their desires, that their ideas of what God is, who God is, is so off. And you look at why you look at um, entertainment today and why is Miley Cyrus just the biggest thing and, and why is she our role models instead of people, men and women of God being our role models. It's because the church, it's because we're not hungry for the word of God. It's because the world is looking for something. They have their eyes open. That's why social media, we want to know. We have to have it. Facebook, it keeps us connected. Why are we always wanting to know what's going on? We want to be in the latest of what's happening. Who said what? She did this. He did that. Why? It's because we're searching for something. We're searching for Jesus Christ. And many of us, we have the blindfold over our eyes because the Bible says that. The Bible says the enemy of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. He's blinded us. But I'm asking to a church full of teens and leaders, is anybody in here hungry for the word, for the work of God? Are you hungry for him? When you hear the passage, when you hear Jesus, when you hear his word being read, there's something inside you say, man, I, I got to know more. I got to go tell my neighbor about this. I got to go tell my coworker about this. I got to tell my friend about this. Who do you read and be like, that's cool. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Close the book and don't open it up so you come back next Friday. Do you hunger for his word? It's easy to let tempting, tangible, physical appetites distract us from what really satisfies. Hunger for God is the best kind of hunger. Vinny, would you come up to the keys for me, please? As we get ready to close out, I want, I want to provoke you guys. You know, going back to the story of my little sister, and the reason why I brought that up is because I, I told you, she had like the remote control to press and got me frustrated, and, and um, she provoked me. I mean, many times she provoked me to anger. Like, one, you know one of these, it's like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And they're like literally like that much away from you. I'm not touching you. Stop touching me. I am not touching you. Stop touching me. I'm not. Stop touching me. And you're fighting and literally. I think she threw away that remote or God broke that remote. But you know what I mean? It's like she knew what to do. Provoke us. All these shows of food and things. They provoke us to something and me ask you a couple of questions and you know you can answer it to yourself what are you being provoked to are you being provoked to start a new relationship have a boyfriend or girlfriend you know that's let's be honest that's a lot that's actually very popular to be provoked to nowadays you have to have that Facebook status in a relationship. Some of y'all, like, I mean, some of y'all will go out with your friends just so you can have in a relationship. 
What are we being provoked to? Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. He was hungry for that. You know? Is anybody here thirsty? Is anybody here hungry to do the work of God? You know? It's not just about coming up here and, and just, you know, singing songs. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. We, we, we should do that. We should worship. We should praise God. We should come up here, repent of our sins. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't. Some of the most satisfying times in your life are waiting to happen because it's doing the work of the Lord. Don't despise it. Don't think it's just stopping right here. It doesn't matter if it's your first, second, third, it's your fifth time. You've been here for years. doesn't matter if you're a leader. doesn't matter if you're the youth pastor. doesn't matter if you're the piano player. Whoever you are, some of the greatest times in your life is doing the work of God. It's hungering for the Lord. You know, I think it starts with having that appetite. Well, Adam, I'm just not hungry. Maybe you're not hungry because you're filled on something else. You filled off of something that will never satisfy you and you're deceived. It's hunger for the word of God. What do I do, Adam? I'm not hungry. How do I, how do I get that hunger? Well, I'll tell you what. I can't put a hunger in you. Okay? That hunger comes from you. It's a choice. You can, I choose to hunger for the Lord. I, I choose to desire him. I, I choose to know him. How, how, how can you choose that? It's when you deny those things. Deny sometimes the pleasures of life. It's when you deny yourself and say, God, I choose you over this. And I want to pray for you guys because, you know, we're, we're in a, we live in a world where everyone and anything would encourage you to choose material objects. We'll tell you to choose this over God. And it would quench your hunger. You know how mom tells you, don't eat anything before your meal, you know. And you know what you do? Like, Man, I'm hungry right now. Like I can hear my, my stomach talking. You probably eat a piece of chocolate. And then when you get to the dinner table... You're like, man, all this looks good. And you maybe take two bites, three bites. You're like, man, I can't, I can't finish it. Man, I was really hungry. But that little thing that you ate kind of spoiled the rest of your appetite. You ever notice how that happens? And why, why mother's so smart? God has blessed our mothers with just a wisdom just to be able to don't eat before dinner. Mind blown. And then when you get to the table after eating maybe a Twinkies, after maybe eating a, a candy, you're like, dang, I'm hungry, but I can't eat it. I know when Thanksgiving comes around, I, I have a little ritual where I don't eat anything. I have a good breakfast. That's it. I ain't eating lunch. Uh-uh. Because I'm making space. You have a good breakfast. I'm not talking about Pop-Tarts, okay? I'm not talking about, you know, I'm talking about a nice good breakfast satisfying and then I'm coasting until dinner time and I'm telling you my stomach at that point in time is nice and big and it's singing its own song 
I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're about to eat. It's about to go down. Oh yeah. There were some choices that I had made so that I can be hungry at the appointed time. There's some choices you can make here tonight so that you can be hungry for God. Let's just stand in, in closing. I want to pray with you guys, and um, we're going to pray in closing. But it's time for us to begin to, if you're not already, making choices that cause you to hunger for the Lord. And a good place to start is to read his word, because God will spark your appetite. He's like the master chef. Where he'll talk about the turkey and the ham and and the arocongandules, uh, and he'll just talk about it in such a way like you've never heard about it. It's been like, oh my gosh, I thought I was Puerto Rican, but I just uh, heard you explain arocongandules one more time, and I have no idea what it means to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> Let him stir your appetite. Pick up the Bible. Don't be afraid. Don't 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 be shy. Don't, don't put it off. Don't think like you're super. Open up His Word. Read what God is saying to you. There needs to be a generation. There needs to be a group of people who decide to themselves like, man, I hunger for God. And we can't go off, man. My, my my parents hunger for God. That's good enough. My pastor hungers for God. That's good enough. You need a hunger for God. No one else can do that for you. Amen? Let's close our eyes in prayer. Let's close our eyes and we're just going to pray our way out of here. And so we're, God, I pray for, for Elevate tonight. We pray for your people here tonight, God, as guys, we read your word. Something happens on the inside of us, God, where we, we desire more. When we hear about this Jesus who was so perfect, full of love, full of grace and truth, and he came and he died on the cross for our sins to restore us, to renew us, to redeem us. That something happens on the inside that we have to know more. And Father, I pray that it wouldn't just stop in the, in the elementary truths, God. It wouldn't just stop at, I get saved, I repent of my sin. God, that you take us further, that God, where we get excited, where we hunger, God, for the miraculous, God. God, where we hunger for the things that are not normal to us, but are so normal to you, God. God, we pray, Lord, that our lives wouldn't be mediocre, God. Our lives wouldn't be just, we're getting by, but God, we'd hunger for more because there's so much more to who you are. There's so much more to who you are. Jesus. Come on, I'm going to leave this altar open in just a couple moments for those who, who need to get hungry. You've been spoiling your appetite. You've been getting comfortable and, and getting filled off relationships. Getting comfortable, being satisfied with material possessions, but that satisfaction will never last. Only Jesus can satisfy. So, so I, I pray right now that God begins to cause a hunger God begins to supernaturally just begin to stir your heart, to shake your heart to greater things. Come on. For maybe, maybe you're just like, man, I, I, I want to see the next step of my life. And maybe that's just sharing your faith.
Or maybe you're at a point in time like, God, I want to see miraculous things happen. God, I'm going out and I'm witnessing, I'm evangelizing, I'm praying for people. God, I want to see people get saved right on the spot. God, I want to see people get healed in Jesus' name. I want to see my family come to the Lord. Come on, let's, let's cause a hunger in this place. Lord, we pray, stir our hearts. Stir our hearts in here tonight. Stir our hearts. In Jesus' name, come on. If, if you're wanting a hunger for just God, for Jesus, for more of God, for the work of the Lord, just come meet me at this altar because I'm already up here because I want it. I'm going to join you in prayer. Come on. Are you, are you hungry for the work of the Lord? Come on. Are you hungry for it here tonight? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Come on. Maybe you're saying, I want to be hungry. Come on. We're talking to you too. I want to be hungry for the work of the Lord. I just don't want it to be categorized in church things. I want it to be categorized in my heart's desire. I want it to be categorized in the things that I desire as well. All across this place. Here we go. Here we go. I want you to grab the hand next to you. Come on. We're going to pray for each other. In closing, we're just going to grab the hand of a neighbor next to us and as Vinny begins to just play in the back, I, I want you guys to begin quickly, 30 seconds each. Pray for the person on your left. And then begin after 30 seconds, pray for the person on your right. And just pray that God begins to build up hunger. God already knows. He's good. He's the Holy Spirit. He's all-powerful. Come on, just begin. God, I pray that a hunger begins to grow in their heart for your work, God. It wouldn't just stop here. It wouldn't just stop at Elevate. Come on. got to pray for a hunger. We pray for more, God. Uh, God, we'll be able to see our friends saved, God, that you'll begin to stir our hearts to the work of evangelism, that you begin to stir our hearts to the work of, Father God, of loving our brother, Father God, loving our neighbor, God. You begin to stir our hearts, God, away from selfish ambition, God, that you begin to stir our hearts towards your grace, towards your truth, towards your love, oh Lord. Come on pray here tonight. Come on, come on. We pray tonight, God. Stir our hearts. We want to be hungry for you. We want to be hungry for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and take the next 30 seconds. Pray for your other neighbor on your other side. Come on. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Oh, our food too, Lord. We want our food to be to do your work. Put up our eyes. Open up our ears, Lord. God, we pray, Lord. We pray, Lord. Transform our mind. Transform our heart. Come on, ten more seconds. Ten more seconds. Transform us, Lord. Whoa. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, if you can with me, just begin to lift your hands right now. And just begin to thank Him. Come on. Begin to thank the Lord with your own words. We thank you, God, because you go before us. We don't go alone. We don't go alone. You go before us as you prepare us to do your work, God. We know that you go before us. We don't go alone. We don't go alone. We don't. We don't go alone. We're not alone. Hallelujah. We're not alone, Lord. We're not alone. Uh, 
restore our hearts, our hunger, God, for more of you, for more of you. Let that be our desire when we hear the word of God. God, when we see broken hearts, when we see people with problems, when we see our neighbors, when we see co-workers, God, when we see people who are in need of you, God, may a hunger grow, Lord. May a hunger grow in our hearts. Ah, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we pray for that special heart in this place. In Jesus' name. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. Come on. Such a good God. Here, I want to close with, um, you know, what? What's, what's that term? I'm looking for a specific term. Like when you open up something, they have that little, like, the small print. The fine print, yeah. The fine print, yeah. This is the fine print of what we're praying here tonight. Some of y'all praying and some of you guys are really sick. Here's fine print. It's a special heart that God's beginning to form in your heart when you're saying, God, I, I hunger for your word. Okay? It's, it's more than cheap, cheap words. That's a special heart. Don't be shocked. That as you go home, the way you think and the way you start begin to feel, you know, life, it begins to change. Okay? Don't don't be shocked by it. Don't be like, ah, that's just maybe the hype of of Friday. That's that's God. Okay? And be really sensitive to God's voice this week. As you pray prayers like, God, I want to be hungry for your work. Get ready, because He's gonna give you opportunities. They're coming. They're coming. God's going to put somebody in front of you that just is going to need prayer. God's going to put somebody in front of you that just you need just to listen to them because they're going through so much and they need someone to talk to. He's going to put them in front of you. Or are you going to be like, man, I, I'm too busy right now. Um, listen, I, I got to go do this and uh, Facebook me. And um, I'll see you Friday. Get ready. Get ready. Okay? It doesn't matter if you're young, it doesn't matter if you're old. Get ready, okay? It's a special heart. Let God do it. It's good. Amen? Come on and give your neighbor a high five. Look him right in the eye and say this as awkward as you can. I love you. Yes, some of you guys mean it. Yes, amen. Guys, we love you tomorrow. I want to make that announcement one more time. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Friendsgiving. Be there or be square. Saying a Sunday thing, once in a while thing. Emotions get high enough thing. It's everyday thing. Yeah. Everyday thing. Everyday yeah. Uh, God don't owe me anything. I owe him everything. They tried to put him in a box like a wedding ring. He came out, oh dear, no venison. I sent a disease. Jesus is still the medicine. Woo. That's why these bars hard to explain. So I calculate my rhymes sort of like a chess game. I'm trying to balance all my art and theology. So when it comes out of me, I represent it properly. Three persons, one God, no apostrophe S's. Progressing with caution, slow talking, quick to listen. With sick precision, Jesus fixed my vision. Man, I don't care if you Christian, you're acting quick to spitting. I ain't writing you no mediocre past pimping. This is art and don't have a religion. They try to pigeonhole me, say I'm too holy to show face. I don't come around cause y'all just wanna see my old ways I'm on a new path, I'm chucking up the peace sign They throw it back without the index, what could I expect? Hate my master, then they gon' hate me too Wish death upon me, well I'm just praying for you and
Satisfactions in fashion. Yeah, homie, I'm a tag popper. Making you sick, call a swag doctor. These threads is concealing my flaws. But I am fulfilled by applause. I guess pride is my idol now. What I'ma do when these items go out of style? This ain't treasure, it's trash. I know this pleasure won't you last. Need I need that real. real. Yeah. Baby, that ain't never gonna last. That's just fool. Let's go. Yeah. That ain't treasure, that's trash. And I I know it look nice, I know it look nice, but that's a rip-off for that price. That ain't treasure, that's trash, cause it ain't never gonna last. 
can't front, I like nice kicks and new clothes. I like giving old school records new flows. I like money that I make when I do shows. But when I abuse those, they fools go. Now, now let me tell you what I mean. I can make something good, a god thing. Turning my wants and the needs. Holding on to perishing means as supreme, it seems. People want pleasure for a season. Instead of seeking the God who's eternally pleasing. For some reason, I thought that I wouldn't be lonely. If I had women out on me, I couldn't buy joy with the paper. My good deeds never bought God's favor. Found my currency faulty. I'm so glad that the Christ came and bought me. Living that. Everybody wanna be heard, everybody wanna be seen, everybody wanna be known, and everybody got some dreams. We wanna be understood, not overlooked, and when we fall, who gon' carry us? Underwood, we need love and affection, time and attention, affirmation, acceptance, someone to give direction, set apart from the rest, and we wanna stand distinguished, and be the cool kid like you Chuck English. Been on a quest for this ever since Genesis, but settling for fool's gold instead of what the treasure is. Chasing after numbers, yo, this must have been our exodus. We don't want no Jesus unless he's chilling on our necklaces. Uh, way before the moment I was born. To overcome my flesh, I bought clothes to get undressed, but God revealed my nakedness. A hostile enemy, speech was all venomy. Jesus was a nice guy, but wasn't no friend to me. My lips said I loved him, my actions despised his reign. I had my own agenda, I was my own king. Then he came, I was changed by grace through faith. Every dollar that I owed, it was pay, 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 pay. Send bill was something I couldn't pick up. Now I got my hands raised high like a stick up. He know me even better than I know myself. Every hand on my head, every need I felt.
Drop a beat, drop a beat. Y'all slowing down. Y'all need to speed it up a little. 